Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you saw the word goals in the title of this episode and immediately felt overwhelmed, this episode is for you. And if you saw the word goals in the title and thought, I can't wait to hear this, this episode is also for you. You are listening to episode 137 with Laura Casey Isaacson of Cultivate What Matters. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. I so hope that you have been enjoying the new format of the show, including the new music. I love it. It makes me so excited every time I hear it. And I am loving this month's theme too. New year, new you. And this is all with the hopes that you have the inspiration and the push you need to make changes in your life that matter and reflect who you really want to be. If you want to know more about the theme, as well as some progress plan I have for you, you can listen to last week's episode. I want to introduce this episode by telling you something that may or may not be surprising. 
but I am not a goal maker naturally. It was something I was very diligent in when I was growing up and in my young college years, I was very, very into goal making, but to the extreme and all with the hope to prove who I was and to give me self-worth. And of course that didn't work. And when I hit my big rock bottom, I went for years without making personal goals for myself out of fear that I wouldn't be able to reach them and out of feeling overwhelmed and all of the feelings, right? Even procrastination. A few years ago, after I started my do something list and began to get a better sense of who I was and what I wanted out of my life, I started to make goals again, but I've still done this pretty minimally. A few years ago, when I started the podcast, I immediately got referrals to start following Laura Casey Isaacson, who is our guest today. And as I grew to learn more about who she was and her company, and this year, it really stuck out to me that she was the person who was going to help me step up my goal making. Now, why I think you're going to love this episode is because Laura will not make this overwhelming. She herself admits that she is not naturally a goal person. And I loved hearing that. So for those of you who need help figuring out how to make goals actually work for you because they haven't worked in the past, this is the episode I have been pining for, for you and for me. And for those of you who love making goals, Lara is going to help you get recentered in what really matters so you can cultivate your life. Let's dig into it. Hey, thanks for having me, Monica. I'm excited. Oh, I am so happy. I mean, my smile is really big. Many, many people wanted you to be on the show and they did not lead us wrong here. I'm so excited you are here. Can you introduce yourself to my listeners? Yeah. So I'm a mom. We were just talking before the show about our crazy kiddos and I'm a mom of three very crazy kiddos, um, ages two and three and seven. And they're playing about 10 feet away from me in the backyard. So if anybody hears me, (laughs) kid noises, they're here. Um, I'm also the CEO of, a. of Cultivate What Matters. And we are an online retail company, but we are mostly um, a group of women, small team of women mm-hmm. that is very passionate about helping you to cultivate what matters in your life little by little, uncovering an action plan that you can't wait to get started on and following through on the things that really matter to you. Um, so that's what I do with my days. I'm also the author of two books, Cultivate and Make It Happen. And I homeschool my daughter, Grace, part-time during the week. So my schedule's all over the board like a lot of you, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, that sounds like more than most, though. And I have to say, everything about you and your feed and your company, Cultivate What Matters, very inspiring, but also very approachable and doable, Mm. which is why I am so happy to have you on here today, because we are going to be talking about how to help the goal-averse people start making goals again. And this might be people who have never been quote unquote good at making goals and following through, or this might be people who did it to the extreme and got burnt out, which is kind of, kind of the category I fall into. I was like that for so many years and then Mm -hmm. I got burnt out and then didn't do like any goals for years. Before we launch into that discussion though, I wanted to know personally, were you always a goal person or is this something you grew into? You know, no, the answer is no. (laughs) So uh, I, I really, I think innately, like most of us probably feel 
I just want comfort. I don't want to go outside of my comfort zone. I would like to just stay on the couch. I don't want anybody to ask me to do anything that feels like too brave, you know? Um, And I tend to have a lot of fear, a lot of insecurity naturally. And so Mm. I have, you know, I think when you hear the word goal person, you think someone who is highly caffeinated and always going and like (laughs) full steam ahead, right? And that's definitely not me. Um, I'd say I am a goal person but probably not in the way most people think. So how did I get here? Is, yeah, that's the next question. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I have a very untraditional path, probably like a lot of folks. I, uh, I went to, but unlike a lot of folks, I went to school for music theater. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Some of you probably had traditional career paths. Mine is not so traditional. So I have a degree in music theater. And long story short, um, I felt in love with this ability to understand people's motivations and bring that to life on stage, someone's drive, their story, their conflict. Um, that part of theater really intrigued me. And it's the same thing that intrigued me after college when I kind of fell out of love with the business of the business and became a personal trainer. Oh, yeah. I was so passionate about how, why, what makes someone do extraordinary things or even just ordinary things well. You know, I wanted to just do the ordinary things well. What makes someone go from one place to another place that feels different? Like how how do you transform? That's what I studied throughout college with theater in understanding people's motivations. And then I got to use that training as a personal trainer to help people to understand what makes them tick, what fires you up, and how can we go from one place to another? Oh, this so is so I'd fascinating. Say, yeah, I've been over time learning and growing and studying for, at first, very selfish reasons. I just felt like, like I said before, I just want to sit on the couch. Like, how, <laughs> how does someone follow through on a goal? I felt like I'm really good at starting things, but really bad at following through. Like, I'll, I'll, you tell me all day long, all the, the great ideas, I'll start them for you. But getting me to trudge through the hard stuff that's the tricky part. (laughs) I can't even tell you how reassuring it is to hear all of this from you because I will be honest and I put you in this category of a black and white goal maker, that kind that we might have assumed they look like stereotypically. And what I'm Mm -hmm. seeing from you is this creative person. And yeah, like most people would be able to describe themselves as often inhibited by fear as well. Mm -hmm. It's so comforting to know that that is who you are. And it's not that you're trying to change people. You're trying to work with who they really are. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think there's this maybe like a misperception that in order to achieve goals, you have to have uh, a perfect track record of Hmm. uh, success or of efforts that never fail or of um, a mindset in life that is pure follow through. And it's just not true. I think that's where when you start to see the real truth, like, yes, I I do on paper, I see that I have accomplished some things that seem like mildly extraordinary. Like I made a magazine out of nothing. Like Mm. I I started on Microsoft Publisher and um, it just snowballed into 10 years of making a national wedding magazine. And I look at that and I'm like, yes, okay, on paper, that looks like it was a big goal that was accomplished. But if you were to walk with me throughout all the little steps and missteps and the times that I fell flat on my face and the times, and when I say times, I'm meaning like 
a hundred times, a million times that Mm -hmm. I felt fear or that I didn't follow through on something. Well, I, I really, I look back at even that particular one aspect of my life of publishing. And I think I learned so much more from my missteps than I did from any of my successes. And it really is the small things that add up to the big things over time. It's, it doesn't matter how so much how you accomplish a goal or maybe it's a habit you want to grow or whatever it is. The how doesn't matter so much as the why, because if the mm-hmm. why is really strong, this is what I've discovered. The why, if that is really strong for you, then you'll be okay to mess up along the way mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter how many times you fall down, you know, you're going to get back, back up. You might fall down eight times, but you're going to get back up nine. Well, and I think that forced uh, experience of having to decide your why helps you weed out the reasons that might have been lurking there otherwise. Like, well, so-and-so down the street really would be impressed by this thing that I would do. And when you (laughs) think about what your why is, those kind of ones uh, fall to the wayside and you're, you're tied into something more that matters. So this is helpful. So we're going to dig into that whole mindset piece of it and that why. Backing up just a little bit, what what did make you end up starting to create habits and routines of goal making in your life? Hmm. Well, if I were to fast forward, and this is fast forwarding through a lot of my story, but there's one particular time in my life right after we had adopted our daughter, Sarah, Mm -hmm. and right after I had already had uh, my son, Joshua, within the span of six months. So, I mean, anyone that's listening, if you've had even a a new puppy in your life um, or a job transition or a loss or um, Mm -hmm. something that just really shook your life up, you know what that means. That just means a time of no margin, basically. And that's what I was left with. I just felt like, whoa, Um, I was scrambling to try to do birthdays for my kids and trying to nurse two kids 24 seven. I mean, just like, I felt like I was in survival mode is what it felt like. Yeah. And it was in that time of feeling like I couldn't even accomplish a shower. <laughs> I mean, yeah. my goals on, on my uh, power sheets tending list were, um, you know, keep your nose in the word, like pray and drink water, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was it. And that's really the things that I had to grasp onto during that time. But it, it really was a gut check time for me to say, right now, I physically cannot take large steps forward on these lofty goals I have for my life. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is little by little, and I mean little by little, step forward on the things that really matter on the essentials. And for me at that time, and even now it holds true today to me, like the driving force in my heart is loving my family. Well, it Mm -hmm. is cultivating the hearts of my children and growing a life giving home. And I mean, far outside of any business pursuits that I have. And so it was the little things of just holding two babies in my arms, looking at my daughter, Grace's eyes, just for a moment. That to me counted as what I discovered was cultivating. So this word kind of came to life for me. I thought here I am in what feels like the mess, but seeds are the same way. They are planted in the dirt, in the mess, (laughs) and they don't grow in like a perfect, pure field. They grow in the dirt with all the rocks and the sticks and the remnants of the past there. And that's what my life felt like. But little by little, if I just faithfully plant that seed, and come back and just tend to it over time, 
doesn't mean that I have to have a perfect weed-free garden or that I have to perfectly get out there every day and water that plant. Plants are pretty forgiving and our lives are too. Um, I learned how to cultivate my life. And it seems so basic and so simple, but that's really what it is. I learned that all progress is imperfect progress. Mm. I learned that especially in the mess, especially in times where we feel like we can't do it all and do it well, that's when we learn a deeper truth. We learn that we don't have to. It's actually the little things that add up to the big things. Okay, like totally doing an air applause on the side of the microphone. <laughs> all of that is... I needed that reminder myself, I have to say, as I'm speaking yeah. it. I, it's not a place that you arrive to. It, mm-hmm. it really is a continual practice in life. And I'm so yes. grateful it is. Well, and and trying to own that line of thinking myself is what has changed my life, even just the past mm-hmm. three years. So let's transition into talking to these people who are goal averse for whatever reasons they might be, whether they procrastinate them, they don't believe in their ability to follow through because of their past experiences or the overkill they put themselves through. What I'm hearing you saying with this, what we just chatted about is first, you have to know that progress is messy, period. Mm -hmm. You just have to know that. Um, What else would you say is good for them to know and to start actually doing in their lives to create an effective way of making goals again and cultivating their lives? I would say I feel you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I understand how that feels. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I were to rewind to one particular part in my life, uh, it's a much longer story than I have time to tell here, but I'll just tell you the the meat of it is that there was a time in my life where I had gone through a bout of anorexia in college. Mm. And it's a time where it really wasn't about food, but it was more about me trying to control something, anything in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I chose to control food and I was over-exercising. And then uh, through a, a time of like my parents intervening and my friends, my college professors, they all tried to get me to turn my life around. And I went into therapy and it was just a very messy time in my life. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what middle ground meant. So Mm -hmm. I just really let go and I ended up gaining 50 pounds within six months. Mm -hmm. And if you do that math, it's, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty far swing to one side. That's pretty common Um, though for those kind of, it's pretty common years, you know, it is. And it is, it is a really, really difficult thing to go through. Yes. So, uh, that time in my life really taught me that, um, it, it, it takes not just the, uh, you know, the actions forward, but it takes a heart change. Mm -hmm. And so to the people that are feeling like they, they can't follow through, I say, I feel you. Like in that time, I felt like I was just like, kicking an iron door all the time. That's what it felt like. I was like, no matter what I do, I can't fix myself. You know, and I'm giving you an extreme example. I'm sure some people, they think, well, I just really want to put my laundry away. (laughs) This applies. (laughs) It applies to all of it. Yeah. Is that I understand it is, it's understandable. Here's why, because we have to understand how our brains work. Our brains are wonderful things. They are, um, they protect us. And so actually, if you're, if you're feeling tension about starting a goal or you feel like, oh, this is really hard, or I feel like I just want to give up today, it's actually your brain saying, don't change because change is really hard for me. And (laughs) I'm going to have to get rewired if you change. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that if you're feeling that tension of, okay, I'm setting a goal. I'm just going to use an example. Say that the goal is that you want to follow through on your laundry and fully put the laundry away, right? Because so many of us, I think we 
we start the laundry, laundry gets done, it stays in the washer maybe or in the basket and it doesn't get totally put away. Maybe it's just me. Oh my goodness. How'd you know? Um, yes. Yep. <laughs> so here we go. Laundry friends. Um, it, it is sometimes a matter of just first acknowledging there's some reason why I'm not doing this. And maybe it's just tension. I'm just feeling like, oh, it's too much work. Mm-hmm. You know what? It is. It is for your brain. It's too much work. So in order to push through that, And for your brain to literally be rewritten, those habits to be rewritten, you are going to have to embrace the fact that tension is good. And that if you're feeling the tension and starting a goal or like keeping up with a habit, just know that if you're feeling like this is hard, you're onto something. Like Mm. keep pushing into that. Um, And that's what I experience with, you know, training clients or working with people now is that there comes a moment of truth where you say, I just want to give up today. And you know what? If you give up, it's totally cool. It is. It really is. It's a moment for you to say, all right, I gave up today. I I didn't put the laundry away or I didn't do my workout. I didn't, you know, eat the right thing, whatever it is. It's an opportunity for you to redirect and say, let me try this differently next time. So number one, it is understanding that if you're feeling tension or if it feels hard, you actually might be onto something and that might just be your brain trying to rewrite and you might be one step or one day or one action step away from it becoming comfortable because eventually it will become comfortable. Our brains seek out pattern, they seek out habit, they seek out the comfort zone, right? So have, that, have faith in the process, yes, what it takes yes. to rewire your brain and get new habits mm-hmm. and I love that. It does, yep. I think that's why we delude ourselves. We think that it's supposed to be easy. If something, yeah. Yes, and we think if it's not easy, yeah. we think something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, that's again, the moment of truth where you say, am I going to push through this? Like, does this matter to me? So my, my second thing, number one is understand that your brain actually is going through something difficult okay. and it won't be difficult forever. There's a grain yes. of, of hope there. <clears throat> the other thing is, does that goal really matter to you? I mean, you got to examine it. You got to think, okay, if it's just put my laundry away, because like you said so wisely, Monica, my friend down the street does it and she's got this perfectly (laughs) organized closet. Ain't nobody going to get motivated by that, Mm -mm. you know? (laughs) Nope. At the end of the day, that will not matter. Mm -hmm. Nope. But if I, for instance, um, and I told you before about how what is most important to me is to cultivating the hearts of my children. If it is, I want to follow through on putting my laundry away so that I can feel ready at a moment's notice to be able to do the things I want to do with my kids or because I want to have, you know, peace in my home or I just want to be freed up to not scramble to find socks before we have to go to a church thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That'll motivate you, you know, like if it's connected to something that, that actually matters to your what we call in brain science, like survival or thriving, hmm. then uh, it will get accomplished. And, and again, just going back to what I said before, it doesn't mean you're going to be perfect at it every time, no. but it means you're going to try again. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, this, this is so helpful too, to have this all 
bulleted for me in my brain. Like that helps. <laughs> yes. okay. So I want yep. to remind people the first, the tension is good. Tension is good. You might just be like one step away from it becoming easy. It's like riding a bike, you know, was it hard for you at first? Yes. It was probably really frustrating for you at first, but then there comes this one day where your brain just clicks and it is like you said, Monica, it's just magic. And suddenly you're flying, you know, you might be one step away from that. So. Okay. I love that. And then two was, does this goal really matter? And, and I like how you connected that back to your deeper why. Um, yep. Okay. And then what else? Yeah. And I'd say on that note, like if you're thinking to yourself, well, I, I don't know if this matters to me. I, mean, I think it does because I should, you know, exercise or I should do this, or it sounds good to have a goal to read more books this year. Um, it has <laughs> to be connected to something that's personal to you. And how do you do that? You ask yourself the golden question, which is, where do you want to be when you're 80 years old? Yes. Or 90 or 100 or whatever age it is. <laughs> Start it's funny, there. I've asked that question before and I've had many a 70-year-old woman look at me like, push that date out a little bit more for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So where do you want to be in the, the big picture and what's going to matter to you then? And what's here's what I like to ask myself is what's not going to matter to me then? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easier oh, for me yes. to think of okay, you know what's not going to matter to me then is uh, the perfectly clean house mm-hmm. or, and there's nothing wrong with a clean house, but I'm just giving examples. That, that's for um, you. Yes. Yep. That's or, um, you know, what's not going to matter to me is how many likes I got on a social post mm-hmm. or like how perfectly I did something, whatever. Right. So that is a, a question you got to ask yourself. And then I would say the other thing is to embrace little by little progress because you know, just like we talked about how all progress is imperfect progress. You really have to just look outside, look at a plant. You don't just plant a seed and then overnight, poof, the plant grows and it blooms and it makes fruit. No, it it takes time. And I feel like there's so many things, even just out in the world that are trying, they're like speaking to us. They're Mm -hmm. saying, hey, all of life works like this. Get on board, you know? Yes. You know, in fact, Laura, I had a guest a long time ago and his name is Seth Smith, but he talked about how nature shows us that perfection doesn't really exist, period, because their job is to grow. Like plants job is to constantly grow and then decay and then grow and decay. It's mm. like, it's ne- it's a constant evolution. I'm like, that blew my mind. And it's something I've never forgotten. And it ties so directly to what you're saying here is part of our purpose here is to, you know, join the club (laughs) of it being Mm -hmm. something we constantly work on. Yep. And you know, it's funny, I was thinking this morning that um, there are certainly times where I feel like rapid change is possible. And, Mm -hmm. and those are rare because it takes a lot of bravery to go through a rapid change. And the reason is, is because typically, at least for me, rapid change or an aha moment that just led me in an about face direction had to do with me being confronted with truth when I was believing a lie before. So maybe you're listening, you're like, oh my goodness, my mind is blown. I thought all good things had to grow from like overnight progress. Maybe that <laughs> is an aha moment for you and your life is yeah. going to be changed. I hope so. but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying that there is a balance here. Sometimes you will experience a quote unquote overnight change, but most of the time, good things grow over time. I mean, I think about 
what if you put a baby into grad school, you know, <laughs> what would happen? Or it, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't even know how to use the potty, much less do, yes. you know, PhD work. But that's kind of the way we approach life many times as we think, I want that. I think I want overnight results, right? But do we really want overnight results? We wouldn't be prepared for it. It's like hmm, um, that's true. lottery winners. Mm-hmm. Did you know that most lottery winners, you probably know this, they go bankrupt within the first year of getting their winnings. Yes. Um, and the reason is clear because they just are not equipped to be able to handle that influx of life change mm-hmm. right off the bat. At least most of them are not. Um, and so there is so much we actually miss when we try to strive after overnight results. Oh, we miss, that. like, it's like you get pregnant. If you were to get pregnant and then the next day have a baby. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> First of all, that would hurt your skin. <laughs> um, but I'm just like trying to drive home the point that we think we want overnight results, but how much would you miss if you were to actually get that thing overnight? It, I mean, for the most part, it would probably freak you out. You know, you wouldn't be ready. And another thing to that is I like to talk about how fulfillment really is in the process because um, success doesn't stick around either. So we can't yeah, have fulfillment yeah. in it because it doesn't stay. It, it yep. always will leave too. So the fulfillment comes in the pushing and the trying and the growing. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's just good stuff right there. That is so true. It changes everything. Even if you think about like realizing whatever the thing is that you want, like whatever the goal is, say you do reach the finish line tomorrow, then what, you know? Mm-hmm. What's the next thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So like this, that. so I love that this has been so much about the mindset piece here. Um, I'm trying to think about someone who used to be a real uh, goal planning perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Can we speak to them a little bit? How can they get over this fear hurdle they have in their heads about goals needing to be planned perfectly for one? Mm -hmm. Like they get caught up in the how there. They got caught up in the routines, like which routine, which method, which planner, all those things. Um, And also getting hung up on having the perfect results. What would you say to them? I'd say, I feel like I'm talking to myself again because I have also been in that place. I'm Mm -hmm. an Enneagram one. So I'm a perfectionist reformer on the Enneagram chart, (laughs) which is funny because I, again, I struggled so much with, I still with laziness or like fear. I don't want to do it. Um, But I think I'm, that must be me too. Honestly. Yeah. I I feel like I'm Exactly. And that's probably why you're so gifted at speaking about progress, because I think (laughs) it's the thing that we, we long for, right? We know that that's going to balance us out. So I I guess in the Enneagram world, a healthy one is someone who is uh, very attuned to progress. So way to go, Monica, if you're a one. (laughs) Um, But I would say to her, to you, anyone listening, um, is that I see you and I would just speak what I'm speaking to myself even today is you cannot do it all and do it well. And you don't have to, if I were to grow and I've done this before, if I were to grow two tomato plants really close together in my garden, do you know what happens to them? They start to suck the life out of each other. Like quite literally they start to suck nutrients, very valuable nutrients away from each other. And what ends up happening is the fruit becomes kind of tasteless. Um, I mean, I've even had a year, one of my first years of gardening, I thought, I'm going to grow everything. I'm going to have the perfect garden. This is going to be photo worthy. Um, she loves gardening. Right? Yes. Um, and so I did. I, I tried. And um, 
all that fruit on those plants was pretty tasteless. Oh, really? It was such a metaphor to my life at the time. I had said yes to like so many projects. I had no idea how to say no. And I was really trying to be perfect. I was trying to be it all. And I would say that uh, you need to ask yourself, do I want to do a lot of things mediocrely or do I want to do a few things well? Mm -hmm. Just a few. Um, Because I think the curse of perfection is trying to do it all. It's trying to to be it all and do it all. And the other thing is, it's so freeing for me, is understanding that we were made for seasons. Mm. That If you look outside, I mean, what would happen if we did two springs in a row? You know, I would probably be taking for granted the beauty and the magic of spring coming out of what felt like nothing in winter. Mm. The same with our lives. If we were to do two springs proverbially in our lives in a row, we would probably get burned out by all the new growth, all the new seeds being planted. Same thing. If we were to do two winters in a row, we would be longing for spring. So we were made for seasons. Sometimes if there is a big project or goal or new thing you want to do, maybe it's too much for this season, but it's right for the next season. Mm-hmm. And so spacing things out like that, I mean, just giving myself the freedom to say, this really does matter to me, but not right now. I want to do these few things well right now. And then I'll go to that other thing. Um, it helps me to let go a little bit, let go of feeling like I got to grow all my tomatoes at once. Oh, yes. That is so freeing. And and this is, um, my question is, what season are you in right now, Laura? If you're mm. looking at your life right now. I knew you were going to ask me that. Really? <laughs> um, the season I'm in right now is one of curiosity. And I think it's so evocative of what winter is for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a season of pulling back and evaluating what went well last year and what didn't. And that's where I am right now. I'm curious. I don't know. You know, here we are recording this in mid-December mm-hmm. as we speak. And yeah. I don't know what my goals for 2019 are going to be. And that is to me such evidence of the fruit of this work. And for me, what God has done in my life is um, I'm not anxious about it. (laughs) In past years, I would be so anxious, like, okay, give me the plan. And like Mm -hmm. you said, give me the planner, give me the plan, give me all the things I need. I want to get set up. To me, the plan is clear, which is that I will take it step by step day by day, and it will become clear when it needs to. And I, it's not like I'm sitting back doing nothing about it. I'm, I'm using my, my goal planner to work through this, but um, it's so freeing to just sit and wait on the right things to come. Oh, so beautiful. Uh, that's also relating to what I think people are going to want to know. Still, they're still wanting to know how. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Is, so we could probably take a whole hour on that alone, but how about we give them a starting place of, mm-hmm. of a good place to begin the how? You begin the how by doing something that feels a little counterintuitive. So uh, we tend to set goals on January 1st or, you know, whenever it is. It could be March when you're listening to this. Um, but you set a goal and you think, okay, let's move forward. Let me add all these things to my life when the real way to solidify the things that really matter to you and to make good progress on them is actually to go 20 steps back. Mm -hmm. And that is to use the gift of looking backwards at the year you just lived. Again, no matter what time of year it is, look back at the last 12 months, start there. What worked and what did not, what helped you to make progress on the things that mattered 
and what didn't. I mean, we just did this process um, in my my company this morning. We use uh, power sheets as a team, and uh, we were looking back at some of the things that that did not help us, like worry. Or a big one that came up was anytime we as individuals felt fear about our purpose, or we felt mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm not the girl for the job," you know, like yes. I can't do something extraordinary like that, like somebody else is better at this than me. Anytime we, we leaned into that and see these questions, answering these questions, peeling back the layers, that helps to give you a, a super firm foundation on which to grow new things. But you first have to examine your growing ground. So that's the place I would start. The how starts with looking back. Oh, so. What worked, what didn't. The how starts with saying, uh, how am I right now? like doing a little check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a, a free series on my blog, uh, a goal setting series where we look at uh, different areas of our life, whether, and it's a very balanced look. So everything from finances to friendships, uh, to our health, uh, everything. How are we doing? Because we just, <laughs> we are creatures of forward motion. We just want to go add stuff to our plate, add stuff to the to-do list. Um, and the best place to start is actually to rewind first. That makes so much sense. I mean, but I never had looked at it that way. That's what I think I did wrong in the past. Why the, That's why the burnout was there. It was, I was exactly. piling everything on rather than exactly. seeing where I was right. at. Yeah. And what really mattered, if you're looking at the past year, even the past month and seeing where you're at related to that, I think that will help you discover your why too, if people are struggling, um, knowing what that is for them. Well, you hit the nail on the head too. I think you said it so well that that's where the burnout comes from. I mean, we, Mm -hmm. it's like we add all these new things to our plate without really examining why we're adding them in the first place. We think we've examined it, but how much time did you actually take to plan an entire year of your life? You know, most people, they microwave their goals between the hurried days of Christmas and New Year's. And it's like a terrible time to plan anything um, because we really just need to rest at that point. So um, you said it right. It's like, yeah, exactly. We, we feel like, we feel surprised come February 13th when all of a sudden we're like, oh my goodness. It's February. Yes. I've fallen off the wagon on my goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't be surprised if that happens. And you know what? Don't be so hard on yourself. Like just know that you can get back up. January 1st can be February 1st for you. There's nothing magical about actual January 1st. I'm so glad you said that because I, I want people to know who are listening to this. I mean, we're going to air it the second week of January. Perfect. There are going to be people who listen to this and think, I missed making my goals. I can't do it the rest of the year. That was me. Yep. Or, or they're just going to feel so guilty that they have it mm-hmm. um, or already overwhelmed by them. It's, a, it's never too late to start over. It's never yep. too late to change your goals. It's certainly mm-hmm. never too late to start. Yep. And I, you know what I have to say too, that sometimes in those years, like it was about eight years ago where I felt so frustrated when I ended a year and I I looked back and I was like, man, I could have made progress on some of these things. If I just would have, first of all, remembered my goals. Uh (laughs) I mean, I sometimes would flat out just (laughs) forgotten them. I was like, yeah, that reading 24 books in a year thing. I forgot about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was me this year. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
you know what? I think that you actually, if you're listening to this in the middle of January, you have an advantage and it's called frustration. And I mean it. Sometimes we have to use the fuel of frustration and anger and just like, man, really? Like I've missed this whole thing. No, you haven't missed it. You haven't missed a thing. In fact, use that frustration to push you forward to say, you know what? I'm not going to end this calendar year frustrated. I'm not because I want to use this life to the fullest. And now I know the truth that I don't have to do it perfectly. Just little by little, I am going to make progress forward towards the things that that are where I want to be when I'm 80 years old. Um, And little by little, you will. Mm, I think we're both living proof of that. I mean, honestly, Mm. that's, that's why you are where you are today. And that's why I'm where I'm at today. And it's going to look different for each person and each season of life too. But I love how brilliantly you reframe things. It's, it's so great. And totally what people would not expect from someone who is in the goal-making business here. And I'm just going <laughs> to put a little plug in for your power sheets because I bought them myself and have been using them. Um, and Yes, everything you said here is part of that. Digging into the why, digging into the past, and doing the prep work. That's what mm. matters far more than the actual goals. And yep. I've been loving using them, and they've been doable enough for this recovering perfectionist. So I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> That's great to hear. Can you tell people where to find those if they're like, yes. okay, let's let's finally check this, these out? Because I have a lot of people <laughs> saying, forever. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you're right. You know, no matter what tool it is, sometimes we, we see the surface of something, but, um, the heart for us of the power sheets goal planner is, uh, you know, we, we look at smart goals a lot and we think, okay, specific, measurable, realistic. I don't even know what the acronym is really, (laughs) but, um, I know that they're missing something and they're missing one key component and that's heart. And so that's what we focus on. And whether or not people buy power sheets or not, again, you can do this for free on my blog too, a lot of portions of it. Yes, and I um, that. We combine smart plus heart goals because it's the heart factor that's going to help you to follow through. It's like if I set a goal to run a 5K because my neighbor is or mm-hmm. my friends on Instagram are doing it, whatever it is, or it sounds good. Like I should do that, right? Yeah. Um, And I set specific, measurable, attainable, whatever steps towards that. I set smart steps to it. I'm still going to be sitting on the couch two weeks later, you know, (laughs) because it doesn't mean anything to me. So, I I mean, that's why I love the work that you do, Monica, because you're helping people to understand the heart. Like, what's the real reason why you're doing this? And that's going to help you to embrace progress. Yes. Okay. Well, I think you just basically wrote my mission statement for me. I'm going to have to rewrite it. I'm so glad. So great, <laughs> so I'll make sure that everything you is linked in the show notes for people. And let's just do a few of these new rapid fire questions I'm doing with guests mm. in the new year um, before I ask my final question. And I'll just do a few of them. Um, for you, how do you motivate yourself when you need it? I stop and I, this going to sound weird. I give up. I have to just give up for a moment. If I need motivation, I have to just say, okay, I can't do this. And then for me, I have to pray about it. Be like, God, okay, I can't do this. I need you to help me here because I can't. Oh, that is such a good answer. And I'm sure a rare one too. Love it. Yep. All right. What is um, your favorite dessert? (laughs) I always have to ask this one. 
<laughs> Honestly, anything my kids make me. <laughs> yeah. Cute. Mostly, I'm not like a huge dessert person, but if they bring me some strange concoction of like a pancake with whipped cream and a little peanut butter or something weird, I love it. That's I just darling. love them. Yes, that is so <laughs> darling. Um, what is one way you have recently invested in yourself that you would recommend? Uh, saying no to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think saying no to one thing is saying yes to something better. And like, again, perfectionist mindset, I am launching a bunch of new stuff coming up and felt this pressure of, I have to put it out at the perfect time and we have to do all this stuff. And I just told people today, look, I can't do it all and do it well. And I'm so grateful. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. What is your favorite way to unwind? Um, Laying flat on the floor. (laughs) That's it. Oh, this is so good. Flat on the floor. (laughs) I love that. All right. Okay. So my final question, Laura, and I've asked this to every guest um past the past two plus years. Um, what have you learned about yourself the past few years? Um, that I tend to distrust God's goodness and that has been a really big blessing for me to see that because when I recognize like, oh, wait, wait, you're forgetting. You're really forgetting all the crazy, amazing things he's done in your life. Um, it allows me to remember. And so I think that's the best thing I could have learned is that I tend to be skeptical and um, imperfect <laughs> like all of us. And I forget. I'm really forgetful. But the times I remember is when I get motivated for the things that matter. Wow. Well, Laura, I am really grateful that out of all the no's you've learned to say that you did say yes to this podcast because I mean, I needed this and I know it's going to help so, so many people. So really a huge thank you to you for taking the time to be on my show today. This is a joy, Monica. You are an incredible woman and we are kindred spirits. I wish we could just sit on a couch together and chat and just really grateful for um, our time together. This is so encouraging for me as well. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow and progress in your life. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community. Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com, click on podcast, and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.